Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Allo Cadabra. Allo Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? Oh, yes, I am ready for sex with Jaya. I love it. I love it that you're so ready and willing, D-Love. I'm a party, party person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just when you thought it was all clear about the G-spot, it's not, at least for some in the medical field. A recent online article questions the very existence of the G-spot. According to Edwin Huang, MD, medical director of gynecology at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, the medical community is skeptical about the existence of the G-spot because the science isn't there. They're basing this on a concentration of nerves or lack thereof. Today, you're going to get the real information from our show as I unravel the confusion of the G. What do you think, D-Love? Damn, you got some unraveling to do. The scientific community is all up against you. Yeah, 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 but you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on up there in Boston. Well, you know, you, you've been talking about the how the anatomy of women has been taken out of textbooks for the last couple of hundred years, and there's parts of female anatomy that they don't even, doesn't even have a name. Yep, it's true. It's true, it's true. So, you know, those, those medical people, I don't know. Well, I, ha- I have felt experience. Right. Well, doesn't some of the, the article talks about uh, it being, um, what's the word? The, the studies weren't big enough what? when they did find... They were saying the studies weren't big enough when they did find a G-spot. Yes, but the, they're saying that it's the experience. They're anecdotal, that's the word. Yes. Yes. Anecdotal. Yes. Well, it's time for me to take on the naysayers. I'm so sick of hearing about this G-spot not existing. Okay, well, maybe not, because it gets me all excited about really shedding the light on the myths surrounding the area. After all, it's the question I get most often. How do I find the G-spot? So D-Love and I are talking about this article that came out. Um, It's on everydayhealth.com, and it's G-spot fact or fiction. And they talk about the medical community, this doctor in particular from General Hospital in Massachusetts, 
And, you know, just saying, well, the G-spot is supposed to be this area and the vagina and, you know, you're supposed to have this whole thing and, you know, mind-blowing orgasms, of course, based from it. And, you know, they're, they're saying that the research just isn't really backing it up to say that it's there. But I'm wondering, what's the research they have done? Well, you know, this does, just brings up a lot does, of questions. The article does talk about how they've been searching for a larger conglomeration of nerve cells like the clitoris, and they haven't discovered something like that. Mm-hmm. There is not more nerve tissue concentrated in one area of the vagina than another, mm. is what he's saying. Yes. They're looking for nerve tissue, which is different than erectile tissue. Oh. Well, does, it, does, does the G-spot really exist? Well, it depends on how you define the G-spot. Ah. That's what I have to say. And that's what today is going to be about. <laughs> what is the G-spot? The mystery of the G-spot and really breaking some myths around it. Because, again, they're looking for a concentration of nerve tissue. Not necessarily a concentration of erectile tissue, mm. which explains some things. Um, and, you know, what are their studies like? How are they basing their studies? What are they paying attention to? I mean, I have so many questions about this. Um, I do, one thing I do like about the article is she talks about G-spot augmentation, which I'm going to touch on because I do agree. That's the only thing I agree with about the article. And they also say that there is a clitoris. I agree. Yes, there is a clitoris. <laughs> I uh, I agree completely. While I, I have doubt. no I, doubt there is a clitoris, I, I equally don't have no doubt that there's a G spot. I don't think there is a clitoris. No, D Love, you're going to argue with me about the clitoris? What are you yep. talking about? There's no such thing as a clitoris for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's joking, everybody. Totally joking. At least I hope you're joking, D Love. No, I'm dead serious. Uh huh, uh huh. Well, you know my clitoris, and I know you know where it is, so. I'm going to challenge you on this hmm. if you're really serious. That's your that's your womanly penis. <laughs> so I just have a womanly penis. I don't have a clitoris. Exactly. Yeah. Or, well, what do maybe, you think of the article, D Love? Maybe maybe men have um, manly clitorises. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Which is it? We all start off as girls. Yeah, it's true. You all start off. We all start off as girls in the womb, and then about 16 weeks, we start to differentiate into male or female. So how manly is my clitoris? Yeah, your clitoris is very manly. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you say clitoris and I say clitoris. Let's call the whole thing off. Let's call the whole thing off. So what do you think of the article, D-Love? Well, it sounds like the same. Why do they keep calling this into question instead of just, uh, we're going to talk about that stuff on today's show, about the things you're mentioning already. It is how you're defining what constitutes a G-spot. Let's right. stop talking about whether or not it exists. I mean, I've noticed inside of you and inside of other people of the feminine uh, gender, this rough walnut type surface up there on the roof of the vagina, it, uh, I've noticed that it creates an enriched sensation for my partner, whoever that may be at the time, and... There's no doubt in my mind that there's something there to play with. Yeah. That's because, you know, you have touch skill and you know what to do with it when you get there. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah. Well, you know, the majority of people out there have no idea what they're looking for. They have no idea what to feel for. They don't have felt experience of it. So the majority of women are going to go, no, I don't have it. And right. I'm going to get into this. So 
So let's start with the the first myth I want to explore, which is this the this idea that the G spot is this small spot on the roof of the vaginal canal. So usually I hear it described as, you know, you're going to look for a quarter size, sort of like a prostate, like a walnut shaped thing that gets rough, um, like a rough ridges on the vaginal canal. So I think the big mistake is, you know, this is not true. The G spot being named after this Dr. Ernest Graffenberg in 1950 is not just a spot. It's more of like a crest or a tube. And it's a tube of erectile tissue that fills with prosthetic fluid. So a lot of people talk about the prostate in the male body. It's very analogous to the prostate. We were talking about in the womb how we all kind of start out female. Well, this is the female equivalent to the male prostate. And it does fill with prostate fluid. When women ejaculate, it has something called PSA, prostate-specific antigen in it which is also in prostate fluid. So, um, you know, there's a connection here. And so this erectile tissue engorges with fluid, not with blood. So that's a little bit different. There is different types of erectile tissue that fill with different types of fluid. And it's along, it is located along the roof of the vagina, but it can be located anywhere along the roof of the vagina, not just one little spot. And sometimes women have two spots or two concentrations of this type of erectile tissue. So it's so not think really of a it, spot. And, and it is rich with nerve endings as well. Go yeah. ahead, D-Love. It's not really a spot at all. Right. It's not a spot. You're not looking for one specific little area that's just going to, and I'll talk about that too, but it's not the one specific area that when you get on it, she's going to be like, oh my God, it's amazing. You hit my G-spot. You've got to think of it more like a tube with a concentration of this erectile tissue that is also con- it is innervated by nerves. It may not be concentrations of nerves like they're finding, but it is, it is innervated by certain nerves that have to do with different parts of your nervous system than your clitoris, so it's going to feel different as well. Um, you know, no wonder why it's so hard to find. It's, it's different places and different women. It's all along the roof, which makes it difficult because people are looking for one little spot. Um, so here's a little hint. The majority of women, approximately 70% of them, according to Deborah Sundahl, who did some research in this area, she's the author of the G-spot in female ejaculation. These women, about 70%, have a G-spot that's located closer to the vaginal opening. So when I'm coaching men, I often find that they're looking way too deep. They have their finger, you know, up to their second knuckle, and then they're doing sort of like the come hither thing, and they have really no idea how to how to find it. It's like they're just sort of blindly looking in there and blindly feeling around, no idea how to really touch it once they do find it. So one of the things you want to do is start really close to the vaginal opening. I would say finger inside no further than your first knuckle, and again, this depends on how big your hands are. Um, you know, my first knuckle is maybe an inch, maybe I would even go to a half an inch inside of her because it can sit right there, right at the opening of the vagina. So that's the first clue is that most women are going to have that concentration of erectile tissue, that walnut shaped sort of rough area 
in 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 the very beginning. But that isn't all that the G spot is. The all the, the G spot is not just this little rough area. It has a head, a body, and a tail. So it's a whole tube of erectile tissue. Am I making myself clear, D Love? You are. Is this thing gonna bite me? <laughs> no, it's not going to bite you. It's got not a head and a all. tail. It's, it sounds it's like a going lizard. to love you. What? It's going to love you. Is it? Yes. So, but how how can I really tell if I'm in the right area if nothing happens? Well, I'm going to have to get back to that after the break because uh, we have to go on a break. Unfortunately, I know you're all super excited. Once you get there, you know how do you touch it and how do you what do you do if nothing happens? So that's especially a great question, D Love. Especially if he's going to bite me. Like, how do I touch it and like avoid being you know like going up to next to a rabid dog? What are you talking about? It sounds like you have some kind of phobia going on, D-Love. We're going to have to address that when we get back. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. 
That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Lube, 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 lube. You know, after I had my baby, I really had some difficulty with vaginal dryness and aloe cadabra came to my rescue. So I've been talking about them a lot, but they're effective. They're 95% organic. Their lube is made out of aloe and vitamin E and amazing yummy oils. So I highly recommend going to alocadabra.com. You can use coupon code Jaya and get 20% off your order. Or you can ask for alocadabra at Vitamin Shop, Vitamin World, and Whole Foods in Southern California. Today we are talking about the G-spot, which you know ties directly into lube. Because when you're doing any kind of G-spot massage, you want to make sure you're nice and lubricated. So I always say wetter is better. Get your lube out. And D-Love, you had a question before break, which is, how can I tell if I'm in the right spot if nothing's happening? Well, here's myth number two about the G-spot. When touched, the G-spot will give you mind-blowing orgasms. All the magazines out there, you know, Cosmo and Women's Day and all the women's health, they all have these things that... Okay, when you find that magic spot, you're just going to be squirming around, screaming and writhing in pleasure, and that's it. And then I think a lot of women start feeling like something's wrong with them, or men even are like, I just can't find that. I can't hit that spot. I don't know what to do. I'm doing something wrong. And this, it just simply is not true that when you touch the spot, it's going to send you reeling. Sometimes when the G-spot is first touched, it it feels numb or it feels painful even. And many women feel like they have to go pee, like they're going to urinate. And this is due to the fact that the urethral sponge, which is another name for the G-spot, and I think it's a much more accurate name for the G-spot, describes it as a tube of erectile tissue that surrounds the urethra. Your urethra is what you pee out of. It's connected to your bladder. And so the sponge is wrapping around the urethra. So when the sponge is stimulated and as it swells and engorges, you may feel the urge to urinate because it's connected to it. It's also connected to female ejaculation, which is the expulsion of fluid, which is not pee, with high arousal, usually accompanied by an orgasm. So if you or your experience, if your partner do not experience pleasure when touching the spot, it doesn't mean that you don't have a G spot or that you should give up. It simply means that you may not be highly sensitive in that area or that you could use some G spot massage or some other things to help you really find your pleasure. So D love back to your question. So you know, guys, if you're listening and you are having a really hard time finding your partner's G-spot or finding, you know, when, whenever you're with a new partner, hitting that spot, I don't even like saying that, but finding that area, finding the place where she feels the pleasure, it may not be your fault. I just want to first say that, that there are a number of different things as to why She's going to feel sensitive, numb, whatever she feels. So how can you tell if you're in the right spot? You have to tell by feeling, not by her reaction necessarily. Not by her reaction? Oh, I get what you're saying, yes. Yeah, so so you want to you want to see from the feeling that you're feeling underneath your fingertips and you want to really like get your fingers sensitive. One of the exercises that I highly recommend is to take a little strand of hair and put it in a book and then just see if you can feel that strand of hair through the book page and then add a page. 
and then see if you can feel the strand of hair then and just keep adding pages and see how sensitive you can get your fingertips. So that's one way to develop more sensitivity in your fingertips. Another thing that you can do is, so you can do this right now as you're listening. Just take the tip of your tongue and sort of rub it on the roof of your mouth. The tip on your, and it may tickle a little. It just tickled me. <laughs> um, and what do you feel, D-Love, as you're going over the roof of your mouth with well, the tip of your tongue? Ticklish. What does it feel? Well, ticklish. And then there's that sort of slightly rough area right behind so, the teeth. So there's like ridges. Yes. Okay, so those ridges. So if you keep playing with those ridges, they start getting more and more pronounced. So play with them with the tip of your tongue. Mm-hmm. I swear there's some erectile tissue in the roofs of our mouths. Mm. And that's sort of like what you're going to feel with your fingers. There's sort of that rough, rugged feeling. And then you're, there's also valleys on either side of that G-spot area or crest. And so you can literally feel... You'll feel the middle of it, which is the body of it. And then you'll feel as it gets more and more aroused, the valleys will get deeper and deeper to the side. So if you move to the side, you're going to feel a a dip, a valley on either side. So you'll know that you're hitting that area, that urethral sponge in the center. And, you know, some women are actually more sensitive on the sides than they are right in the center. So it's about discovering and finding and feeling and then how noticing how it changes. So as she gets more and more aroused, that tissue is going to swell bigger and bigger and bigger as it gets more engorged. I talked about the prosthetic, prosthetic fluid. Um, that as it gets more and more of that fluid in there, it's going to swell larger and larger and larger and larger. And, and then it may ebb. Arousal ebbs and flows. So remember that. Um, and and she, it may release. Some women ejaculate into the bladder. And as that releases, then that bulge or the swell is going to start going down. You may also feel with your fingers sort of like the feeling of like a water balloon as it starts swelling. I feel the same thing in the male prostate when I'm massaging it and it starts filling with fluid. It's like it becomes squishy, squishier, mm. um, more like a water balloon uh, sensation to my fingers. And then the other thing is to notice other signs of arousal, like um, lubrication, although that's not always an accurate sign, but noticing if she gets more lubricated, noticing if she gets goose pimples, noticing if her breath deepens. So paying a lot of attention. Go ahead, D-Love. Well, yeah, watching her breath. uh, There's so many things that are popping into my head here of the... um, graduate degree that uh, someone can need to really take the time to get proficient with sex and connection. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just there's, there's all sorts of questions that are coming up for me of, of like, one thing you're saying is um, it's not really a spot, but you definitely have to become sensitive with your fingers to feel for the area. Mm-hmm. And because many women have potential other issues or unawareness going on of what their G-spot is or where it is, then you may not even be getting pleasant responses from them once you hit it. So one of the big things that when you're talking about the G-spot and not wanting to call it the spot, it's kind of like 
this pervasive problem that has been of our society that has been layered on top of sex. We see it in porn movies. We see it in fast food. It's this whole thing of like, I, I, I want to find the answer. I want the quick solution, the quick fix, and I want to get this problem done and dealt with. Mm-hmm. So in touching the G-spot, getting to the G-spot, and coaxing it out of its shell, it's, uh, I just want to add in here that it's a, it's a little adventure into the unknown for people who have not explored this. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have patience and know that it's not necessarily a spot or a one-off thing and that there's different ways that you have to play with touching, just like with the clitoris. Some women might like more aggressive rubbing. Some women want very gentle touch. Some people can't even handle direct touch. So there's a lot of things that are about communication and nonverbal communication and even verbal. Ask Mm -hmm. your partner, stay connected, say, what's... How are you feeling? What do you feel now? And sometimes that gets us into our cerebral cortex and disconnected from the pleasure thing, and you've got to let that go and kind of go with sensation for a while so you can drop back in. But just be patient and, and, and play with variety to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about something important, D-Love, which is this time that it takes and sort of, you know, the clitoris and the G-spot are innervated by two different nerves in the pelvis, the, the nerve that innervates the clitoris is more of sort of your fight or flight. So you can, you know, it's, it's a much different stimulation. It's a much different part of the nervous system. Whereas the nerve innervation for the G-spot area, for the urethral sponge, for the deeper structures of your pelvis and the female body are innervated by a nerve which is more connected to relaxation, to going slow, to deep, firm pressure. So there are some differences there um, in how you're going to touch and how it's aroused and how it is handled and how, and how that's going to get turned on due to the fact that it's innervated by different nerves. And it's not a fast food nerve. So <laughs> I like that little saying. It's not a fast food nerve. And you, even when I was writing my book, I mean, the publishers, they just wanted to know, like, where is it? How many seconds should I touch it? And it's like so difficult because they want to know all these specifics, but it's like so not true. Like no person is the same. And that leads me to my next myth, which is that some women don't have G-spots. Mm. And that's just not true. We all have a G-spot, unless, of course, you were born without it, like like being born without a finger or an ear or something like that. We all have, still have the ability to ejaculate as well. Like I've been hearing a lot, oh, not all women can ejaculate. Not all women have a G-spot. Well, that's kind of like saying, well, not all women have their pinky fingers. It, it's, it's the same thing. So, you know, I was recently watching Dr. Laura Berman on Oprah, and she was talking about how women are ejaculating all the time, and we just don't know it. Or the ejaculate is going back into the bladder for the majority of women. And I was shouting, yes, 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 at the computer mm-hmm. screen because this is something I've known for a very long time. And it was just awesome to hear it being said on mainstream television. And that's that all women have a G-spot. All women are ejaculating for the most part. It's just that we aren't ejaculating our fluid out. It's going back into our bladder. And many women just have not tapped into it. Or they just aren't as sensitive in their G-spot and they prefer clitoral stimulation. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, met many women and I'm just like, you're just not a G-spot girl. You're a clitoral girl. Right. And that's totally fine. But you still have one. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
just maybe because you need to learn how to use it. Yeah, or you, and you can use these. You can la la learn how to use it. I'm getting all flustered and excited. Just because you have a G spot doesn't mean that it's the same as everyone else's, and that and that you know that's where we go wrong. No two G spots are alike. Believe me, I've touched lots of them, and they vary from woman to woman, from day to day, depending on hormones and anatomy and arousal levels and emotional history. G spots are simply complicated. And with that said, we have to go to a break. So are women. <laughs> What'd you say, D Love? So are women. They're complicated yeah. too. G spots and, and the women attached to them can be complicated. Yeah. Or sex with Jaya when we come back. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya. Today, we're talking about the G-spot. Does it exist? In my clinical experience, it does. If you want to know more about the G-Spot and how to touch it, be sure to check out my DVDs, Genital Massage for Women and Oral Sex for Couples, Volume 2. You can find them at redhottouch.com. Before break, we were talking about the myth that not everyone has a G-Spot. And I'm just debunking that by saying, yes, all women have G-Spots. And what I found in my clinical experience with hundreds of women is that there are actually different types of G-spots. I work with a lot of women who have what I call the tucked G-spot. 
these women hold a lot of tension in their pelvic floors. They usually have a history of sexual abuse and really negative body image issues. Their G-spots seem to hide high on the roof of their vaginas, and it takes some coaxing to get them to engorge and drop down into the vaginal canal. It's as if tight wires of tension are holding their G-spots in suspension. So that is... I think that is the probably the number one G spot I work with, and I just think it's because the women who have them are coming are seeking me out because they're they're not having orgasms, they're having difficulty finding their G spot, they're having difficulty having G orgasms, and there's some sort of history usually of some kind of emotional um, abuse of some sort. Hmm. So, D Love, I, I think you felt that one before. Yes, I've felt, felt the unleashing of. Which part of that have I felt? The, the tucked up G-spot, having girlfriends who have that. Yes, definitely. So what, you know, what can a woman do, man or woman do, come, who's coming across that? Well, one of the things that I often look for is the tension. You know, the first thing is just the body tension, the biomechanics of it, which is what's holding that G-spot up in that area and really massaging it. I'm talking, I do deep tissue massage of the area to help those tight tendons and those tight muscles in the pelvis that might be just keeping that, that whole urethral sponge area, that whole G spot area from just dropping. And I don't know what it is, but once I start releasing that tension and start getting them relaxed, I guess it's the nerve. I would say it's the nerves, you know, as those nerves that innervate the G-spot area start getting relaxed and that part of the nervous system gets more and more relaxed. I find that the muscles relax and the whole system starts relaxing. The G-spot starts dropping down into the vaginal canal and... The other thing is releasing emotions. So really dealing with the emotion of the abuse that's happened, having some good cries around it, and letting that heal, letting that go. Because especially sexual abuse, it gets stored in that. If you think about the urethral sponge, sponge, it's sponge. It soaks up things, and it's going to soak up emotion, and it's going to hold that emotion in that spot. So really, like a lot of times when women start ejaculating, they start having major emotional releases or releases of trauma because that sponge is letting go of the emotion as well. So this then, could be a, go ahead. No, it could be a, it could certainly sound like a, it could be a, a frightening adventure. What would make you, um, what would you say is the benefit on the other side of all of this? Because well, I can talk me. a little bit about my own story. I mean, I started with a G-spot like this, and I d- didn't really have any sensation. I just felt numbness. I was like, I don't even think I have a G-spot. I was completely clitorally stimulated. And then I just started working it. You know, it was like I got into Tantra, and I got into sexological body work. And it was like, well, I need to start exploring what's there. And the numbness started turning to pain, which for me was like, Okay, well, at least I'm feeling something. I had to, somebody had to use like a lot of pressure to really, for me to even feel it. And it usually was pretty, like, not excruciatingly painful, but it didn't feel pleasant. And then I just kept working through it and working through any tears, working through whatever was there that I needed to release. And eventually, what started happening was people could start using less and less pressure. And I started feeling more and more pleasure and less and less pain. And eventually, my G-spot 
fully, I mean, now it like fully engorges. It's, it's the total opposite of the spectrum. So the opposite side of the spectrum is the, the G spot that sort of sits very close to the vaginal opening. And, um, it's, usually very low hanging from the roof and engorges very easily. It's loose, it's movable, it's very elastic and it's, it's very easy to push out. Like I can, I can literally, now I can push my G spot out of my vaginal opening. Well, what is being called the G spot? I don't even like using that, which we had a different name. Um, I can push it out and I can see it. And that explains why I'm so sexually stimulated by penetration and G-spot massage and like the opening of my urethra, all of that, because it's right there. And I've worked so hard on getting it. I mean, this has been years and years, probably 10 years of me working with my G-spot to get it to this point. And I think childbirth also had something to do with it. I mean, moving a child through my vaginal canal, I think it loosened some things up because I'm more easily ejaculate now and my g-spot i can push it out so easily it feels like it's sitting even closer now to the opening of my vagina than before and even lower wow so you know so it's a journey and it can be frightening for a lot of people which is why they don't explore it and i'm not saying that everyone has to i'm not saying that you have to go for g-spot pleasure if you are having the best time ever with your clitoris go (laughs) for it (laughs) you know It's like, you don't have to do all this. But for me, it was like, well, I want to tap into that. My mission in life is discover what's erotically possible. And I, I, if I was numb in an area of my sexual anatomy, I wanted to not be that way. I wanted to move through it. And that took moving through some pain, moving through a lot of massage and in lightening the pressure as time went on. And now it's, it's very pleasurable. I enjoy penetration more than I do clitoral stimulation these days. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to get to the penetration part <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> because my uh, G-spot is so sensitive. Your clitoris uh, shrunk a bit. After yeah, birth. it did after having the baby. Yeah. It all went to my G-spot. Yeah, it all went in there. <laughs> so one thing I do agree about the article on the G-spot, and I mentioned this earlier, is that women shouldn't feel bad if they aren't sensitive there. There are natural things you can do to gain sensitivity, like I've been talking about doing massage, learning relaxation techniques, learning yoga techniques, learning more arousal techniques, releasing the, releasing the emotional trauma. And I highly advise staying away from surgeries or these G-spot augmentations, which is where they stick collagen into your G-spot. Um, for the most part, they only stand to make things worse. I actually have a female client who did get injections of collagen in her G-spot. Her G-spot was perfectly beautiful before, by the way. But her partner wanted it to be larger for him so that he could find it easier. <laughs> and so then she went and got it done, and she was left with numbness and pain. That's so sad. I know, isn't it? So oh. I don't, you know, I just am not into into advising you to do something like that. Um, If you want to become more sensitive in your G-spot area, learn massage, learn the touch skill that it requires to really find and arouse this area of the body. So one of the things, you know, there's so many things. Are you dehydrated? You know, are you drinking enough water? Water is part of what the fluid is that's filling up this erectile network. If you're dehydrated, you're not going to get that full feeling there. So that can be playing a part of it. Um, so diet, nutrition, dehydration, I mean, all that plays a role. 
how are you flexibility wise? You know, how is your blood? If your blood is not able to move fully into these places, these are tiny little capillaries and your whole arousal network, the, the places that do fill with blood. Um, you know, there's so much to consider. Where are your hormones? And then when you're touching the G spot, is it being touched with an anchor and a pool as opposed to just in and out friction? In and out friction is not going to do it. So th- I was talking about loving intercourse earlier. Well, that's because D loves penis is curved in just a way that it's going to hit the roof of my vagina and hit my G spot. And it particularly curves slightly up and to the left, which is where my G spot is most sensitive. You hear that? <laughs> so he just has one of those magic penises. <laughs> magic penis. I have a magic penis. <laughs> that hit that spot like perfectly just as if fingers would be curling up and anchoring and pulling into the spot. And he knows how to move his pelvis in a way that's going to give me that sensation. So he's learned how to use his penis in that way. And it's shaped in a way that's just fortunate. Damn, this guy must be good. Yeah. I'm going to call it, start calling you G-Love now. G-Love. I'm G-Love. <laughs> Because you give my G spot love. That's right. Um, so you know, there, there's fingers are the best way that you're gonna really get the spot. The most and control. The most control, and so in touching it again, it's an anchoring into the spot, and then you're pulling or moving the tissue. And when that tissue is nice and engorged and really movable, I mean, you'll be able to. Feel that as you work it. And again, this is patience, patience, patience. Don't just like, okay, I don't like first thing you're going into the G spot. You've got to get her aroused from the outside in. Take some time. Get there. Then when you're doing the penetration, then it's like, and also remember there's three areas that I talk about with the G spot, the head, the body, and the tail. So the head is actually the external urethral opening, the body being a little bit more inside what we normally think of as the G spot kind of area. And then behind, which is the tail, which is where the next largest uh, number of women really have that concentration of erectile tissue. So you know, you can start externally by arousing the G spot that way. Get the clitoris nice and aroused. Maybe she's already had a clitoral orgasm. And then you go into that G-spot and spend some time there. Really spend some time doing G-spot massage. Going around the G-spot in circles. Doing a come hither on the G-spot. Wiggling your fingers from side to side. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to massage it. But the way that most people go to is what they've seen in porn movies, which is just like, let me thrust my fingers in and out just like I would do a penis. And that's the worst thing you can do. So... Yeah. On that note, <laughs> we have to go to another break. But when we return, I have a question from a listener, which I'm very excited to answer. And it kind of ties into what we've been talking about today, which is the G-spot and does it exist and does it not? Well, I think there's no jury even on that. Of course it exists. It's just that we have not been putting our research in the right, sp- right spot. So um, so to speak, that was, that was no pun intended, but it totally was plenty. Um, <laughs> we haven't been putting our research in the right spot. Um Literally. So when we return, question from a listener and more of my thoughts on the G-Spot. More Sex with Jaya. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. 
Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last for hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women. Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. You know, I really wish the medical community would stop focusing on the G-spot and if it actually exists and start focusing on the expansion of what the G-spot is, how it varies from women to women, and how it is best pleased. Medical professionals, if you're listening, you know, I, I really invite you, do that, do that research. How does the G-spot react differently in different women? How is it built on arousal? Are you taking into account her hormones, her psyche, her biomechanics, the possibility of scar tissue? Let me know when you get it done because I'd love to know your results. And the medical professionals who already come to see me, you know, I have some gynecologists who come to see me to learn about working more with their patients. And so gynecologists are coming to help learn about the G-spot. So something must be going on. In my experience, they're only taught to work with dysfunction in their practices, not with pleasure. And that's why they come to see me. It's completely missing from their education. So skeptical medical community, do a large-scale, cu- do a large-scale scu- study for me. I'm having a hard time talking as I'm talking to you. But <laughs> um, So I want to move on to our question, question for, from our listener. So here's the question. It frustrates me that women have difficulty expressing themselves sexually when involved in face-to-face relationships. Often desire is not complemented by actions to make a partner know what will please them the most. 
Too many taboo subjects prevent complete sexual compatibility. Honestly, intercourse has always been kind of a disappointment. It never seems to deliver the excitement either I or my partner want. Have had good success with oral and manual stimulation, but many women are not open to that and feel that intercourse is the only acceptable way to reach orgasm. What are the important alternatives to intercourse? What will give a woman most pleasure and longer lasting pleasure? Thanks, W. Well, here's my response, W. First of all, this is a great question. I agree with you completely that intercourse is not the end-all, be-all of sex. And for the majority of women, approximately 75% from one study, they are not able to achieve orgasm from intercourse alone. But women don't know this. They think that intercourse is the end-all, be-all because that's the only sex education we usually get. So I really hear your frustration around feeling that anything other than intercourse is a taboo topic to bring up to your female partners, but I still invite you to do that communicating. You know, I'm working on helping women and men overcome sexual shame, but it's really deep in our culture and cultures around the world. The best thing you can do is to be comfortable with your own sexuality. When you do this, it helps others to open up to theirs. If you're relaxed around the taboo subject and you give your lover permission to relax and explore, worlds can open up to both of you. So there's a lot of important alternatives to intercourse, which I could list. While every woman is different, there's a few that a majority of women derive the most pleasure from. Here they are. First, erogenous zones touch. So you want to learn the erogenous zones how to, how, and how to touch them because that's key to her arousal and something that can last for minutes or hours depending on how you want to do it. Touching these hot spots changes her hormonal makeup and starts igniting her arousal fires. She may even be able to have orgasms in areas like the backs of her knees or the sea of tranquility, which is between the belly button and her pubic bone. So you can check out my book, Red Hot Touch, or my video, Red Hot Touch, Erogenous Zones and Orgasmic Massage, for more information on erogenous zones and how to touch them. Are there, aren't there secondary primary E-zones? And secondary erogenous zones here because they are really important to understanding how erogenous zones work. And that's not something that I have anywhere in any of my material. And I'd like, I'm going to, I should just do a DVD on this, D-Love, because I should do a D-Love, a, a whole connect and touch DVD. What do you think? I think so. The whole bit of information leading up to everything else that you have. Yeah, it's like I need to do a prequel. <laughs> to the red hot touch stuff. But so so the erogenous areas, they're primary, secondary, and tertiary erogenous areas. And you want to do the secondary ones first. And these are the ones that you don't often you think about, but they're not the ones that are the most most you know, we want to go for the clitoris and the vagina and the breasts. And those are your primary erogenous zones. But before you touch those, you actually want to ignite the secondary ones, which are the places where the skin is thin. So think about like the wrist or the backs of the knees or the underarms, those areas, the, the suprasternal notch where the um, right above the sternum, which is your chest bone, that little divot there right at the base of your, the front of your neck, um, the neck, the earlobes, the sea of tranquility I talked about. So those areas are your secondary. Your primary are your labia, your clitoris, your lips, your nipples, the ones you really think about and the ones that usually have something to do with lubrication. So the mouth gets wet, the vagina gets wet, the nipples can leak milk and other fluids. So, um, that is that is a way to know the primaries. And then the tertiary ones are the ones you don't think about at all, like the edge of the pinky finger is one, for example. So again, the order you want to arouse those in is secondary, primary, 
and tertiary. Oh my goodness, we're already running out of time, and I have two more suggestions for you. So don't don't forget to give us the little pleasure. What about the hand and mouth combos for fellatio? Okay, so so hand and mouth combinations are awesome. So for guys, you know, you can receive if you're looking to receive. I know you're really asking for stuff to do to women, but sometimes women really love to receive. So hand and mouth combinations she can do is something like playing with your testicles with one hand, massaging them while she's doing like a, a nice suck at the uh, tip of your penis and a flick with her tongue on your frenulum. So something like that. But it sounds like you've already found some success with some oral sex, tech, sex techniques. And you can try using your hands and mouths together to take your pleasure to the next level. So one of my favorite techniques is to roll the shaft of the clitoris. And I think D-Love, this is yours, D-Love's delight. Um, roll the shaft of her clitoris with your forefinger and thumb of one hand while stimulating the G-spot area with the index finger of your other hand. And then flick your tongue over or suck on the head of her clitoris. This one's really great, and um, you can find more techniques like this and check out my oral stuff on Oral Sex for Couples, the DVD series, and I'm actually working on a book on oral sex as well. Um, Okay, so then the the last piece of advice I would have is erotic talk combined with genital stimulation. So D-Love and I have experimented with this. I have a client right now that I'm working with who's also experimenting with, with it, and, you know, it's just really, you can really paint a picture don't estimate, underestimate the power of your words. So women are very sexually stimulated through their ears. So you can describe a sexy scenario to her. If you need help, read some women's erotica. That My Secret Garden by Nancy Friday is a really good book. Um, and you can find a fantasy in there and tell it to her, but make sure that she's in it, like she's the main heroine. This is not your fantasy. It's one that she's going to love while you're touching her genitals. Give her a really good genital massage. And you will be amazed by how turned on she can get from this. I mean, I was amazed, D-Love, when we tried it. And you just like were like telling me all these fantasy things. It was awesome. So there's many, many, many ways you can get you know, things that you can do besides intercourse. I really invite people to expand their definition of sex. This goes for both women and men. While a penis thrusting inside a vagina might be what we've been taught is the ultimate pleasure, the reality is that for most people it's not. So thank you for being willing, uh, W, and excited about exploring all that's erotically possible outside of this really limited definition of sex. Unfortunately, we are already out of time for today's show. I can't believe I had a show all by myself with no guest, and it went that fast, you love. Yeah. Well, you had me. Yeah, I had you to keep me entertained and ask me questions. I got the magic penis. It, yeah, Mr. D- G Love with the magic penis and the magic hands. I'm going to go enjoy some time with you now. Sounds good. <laughs> now, now that we have our uh, love loft time and our uh, our intimacy time. I've had a really great time on Sex with Jaya today. I'm going to go enjoy my time with Mr. G. Love. I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.